This is episode 46. Tonight, very special guest, we have Katarina Tolone. Please give it up, ladies and gentlemen. I'll play the song right now. And it plays. And we are live. How are you? Good. How are you? I, I'm very good, Katarina. I'm, I'm honored to have you on the podcast. And you told me this is your living room, but 100% this is your studio. <laughs> well, it's actually the dining room, but the table's pushed in the corner. Over ah, okay. Yeah. Is your dining room and like living room combined in modern houses? Is That's how it is, right? Well, this is just a bungalow, but yeah, it's open living room, dining room. Yeah. Studio. Mm. The studio is everywhere in this house. Okay. <laughs> How is that? Is everybody appreciated about that? <laughs> well, I'm the only one here, so... Okay, well, that's good. Problems. <laughs> yes. That's a huge studio, then. Yeah. I would love to have a studio that big, a whole house. Yeah. And then you can you can walk from one project and work on that one day, and then you're like midday, you walk up upstairs or downstairs, and there's another project you're working on. Well, yeah, everyone asked me why I'm not painting in the studio I just made in my garage, which is huge. Mm. But I like to, like, you know, make a piece of toast in the morning. Yes. Paint. Yes. Watch TV, paint. You know, I can't just sit in one spot and, like a robot, you know. Mm-hmm. Why it's a very is... organic process. Ah, okay, that's what it is. Yeah. Is that, like, what does it mean you have to go from place to place? Is What does that help you with? Well, I think I just uh, feel comfortable and I'll work on it more if it's like in my living space. Mm -hmm. And I don't like when it's like work now and I have to go for a shift in the garage and paint uh, okay. and force myself to do it because then it will not turn out good for mm -hmm. sure. Yeah. Is that like creativity comes to you, right? And it's not like, oh, now I'm going to produce. It just comes to you and then you feel it in that moment. Is that how it works? Yeah, I used to think that was kind of corny when artists would say that. Like, wow, okay. <laughs> or do you feel the creativity today? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Because I'm pretty, you know, black and white. But I actually really have found that the paintings turn out better when I work on them in my kitchen, in the living room, because I'm, I'm just, like, doing my day-to-day -day stuff and then painting in between. And it's not like I'm forcing myself to go do it. Mm. And by myself where yeah. yeah was that a learning experience where you like because you've been doing this obviously for a long time right yeah and I always growing up at my parents house I had my easel in my bedroom uh, so it was like part of my my bedroom was like a studio in my parents house I had this huge uh bedroom in the basement okay so I kind of feel like that's how this is now it's kind of like that mm, setup I love it It looks so good. Back to the childhood roots. <laughs> yeah. What, how did that come to you? Were you like, are your parents very artsy and this is something you picked up from them or is that within you? Know, you? But my dad likes to joke that he's a painter too because he's an industrial painter. Ah. <laughs> he's a now. But he worked for Clara, so he painted like the boats and the airports mm. and houses and industrial um, but no, I don't really know who I get it from or where it came from. I just did it and mm -hmm. 
And I took it in university and people were like, what's wrong with you? Like who takes art in university? I was thinking about that actually. Yeah. I was like, I do. <laughs> yes. Because I actually, when I moved here to in 2006, Because you're from Germany, right? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome yeah. to Thunder Bay. I love Thunder Bay. I, I call myself Thunderbarian now. You have to tell me. That's awesome. But you have to tell me why you came to Thunder Bay. Um, because I just finished high school and my parents were moving, immigrating, and my dad was the one who's officially uh, qualified because the immigration process, you have to score points. It's a very complex system, which is good. And I was dependent because I was still in school. And I, was, oh. and I just finished high school. Then that summer when we were going, and I said, yeah, let's go. Let's try it out. And hmm. I've never looked back. <laughs> have you been back to Germany since you've been here? No. How long have you been here for? Uh, 2006. So that's like, oh. that's been a while. Uh, for, now you're putting me on the spot, 15 years. 14, something like that. Well, you're not new anymore. Mm. Is your math as good as mine? Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't even notice what you said. That's how, like, numbers and me are not mm. friends. Are you are you building your own canvases? Because then you would have to do a little bit of math, right? With the, oh, I do 36 by 24. I can't do that. <laughs> I, get, I get friends or... Mm -hmm. Well, I know to build them. Yeah. Um, even just like dividing the canvas when I have to measure and get out the meter stick, I'm just like, ugh. Mm -hmm. I forget numbers. Like I just forget all types of measurements and yes, prices, the weight, weight numbers, <laughs> um, calories. Just like even when I go to the gym and do CrossFit, I just can't remember. It just doesn't like absorb in my head. I don't know. Mm, it's too factual. Yeah, it's a different system, right? You, you it's very accurate. And I don't like things that are accurate. I like to just go by feelings and emotions. Why is that? I don't know. That's just how I am. Mm, I like that. Are you? Do you remember people by names or by the look? Not names. Yes. Totally by luck. Same here. I'm terrible with names. <laughs> Horrible. My poor students, like, every day I say someone's name wrong, and I'm just like, <laughs> I'll remember your face probably forever, though. Yes. <laughs> like, I swear. Yes. You move half away across and I the had, world. I was, uh, when I'm around them, like, I'm very, I get very close to people quickly. Mm. Like, I just feed off their energy. But if there's no good energy, like I won't even, oh, I might bump into you. Like I won't even see you. Okay. Very much just like that. Mm -hmm. Is I that never thought I was going to be one of those people that would say, like, I like your vibe and your energy, mm -hmm. but I am. Yep. When did you realize that? I'm actually just starting to realize it <clears throat> in the last three years. I've done a lot of changes. Mm -hmm. I was married for 10 years. Okay. And then I wasn't. And then I really had to like, just go back to being me. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I noticed I'm very much like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. I think there's a lot of truth to that, you know, feeling and um, going with your intuition and feeling a connection yeah. and like feeling connected. <clears throat> 
Yeah. yeah, I definitely get very connected to people or or not connected at all. Mm -hmm. So how Like, I feel a bit of connection talking to you, you have good energy, but if I didn't, I would have a, I would have a really hard time pretending. I know. I just can't pretend. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, pretend to like people. <laughs> just <joking. laughs> Mm. Mm. How do you do that then when you have somebody in in the class and then and then you um maybe it's a little bit harder that person's a little bit more shy or it feels a little bit more reserved how do you how really good question because i don't really feel like that with like teenagers or kids i find like adults are more closed but kids are always kind of like sometimes you can do something and, and they get that little bit of like you can spark their interest in whatever things they are interested in Yeah, kids are truth, and they say what they think. They let you know. When when little kids do art, it's like an amazing thing because they don't have all the <laughs> social blocks that we have. okay. When they draw stuff, they draw what they see, you know, Hmm. as opposed to an adult who will draw a flower that they've seen on the internet or like a symbol. They'll draw that because they've seen it, you know, hundreds of times throughout their life. Yes. They have a very hard time. Adults have a hard time, I find, doing art. And kids are just, like, free. I love them. Mm -hmm. Because there's no boundaries, right? The system is not set. You, they have you make a nation. They, they just, they think of anything. Yeah, and they're not, they don't have all those things to worry about. And they haven't closed all the doors yet, I guess, in their heads, <laughs> in Yeah, their minds. it's true. It's true. Do you find you get more creative over time? Like within your career, you advance every year, it goes by. Do you feel like there's a shift? I feel like COVID really, like that was the first time I ever had time to like sit and do art. Wow. <laughs> For me, I've been so busy, like the last 10 years, just, you know, working and so many other things that I, I never actually like just sat and painted just for fun. Oh, wow. And I've noticed a difference, like even just in the style of this painting, I love it. it's a lot more, it's going to be a lot more expressive than <laughs> my work from a few years ago. yeah, it's so colorful. Oh, my It's God. just the beginning, though. It doesn't look like. Mm. Oh, don't talk yourself down there. This is this is, looks really well. I love the style. It's like whenever I see something on social media that is, I wouldn't even look at the name. You, you, your style is so you. You, I am aware it's like, oh, this is, this is Katarina. This is, this is you. I know a lot of people are saying that now. I actually have a style and it's, Mm -hmm. you can just see it. Yeah. Yeah. It's so you. That's great. And for artists, that takes a long time. I think for some people, I don't know about everybody, but for me, it took, so I'm turning 40. I finally have a style. Hmm. I finally got like 40 years. It's <laughs> how do you feel about that what's that how do you feel about that because sometimes people are like oh I'm 30 now and I'm still like doing this but I want to do that and now you you are where some people want to be right 
Well, yeah, and I think it's different for everybody. Some people will, you know, they'll get it earlier, late. I don't know. It's different. I can only speak for myself, but I have met people, they want things right away, you know, like they want it instantly, mm. especially people in their 20s now or teenagers. They want, you know, they think if they post pictures on social media that they're that person. Yes. But that is not how life works. No. <laughs> so just because there's a picture doesn't make it true, right? Mm-hmm. You have to establish yourself. And I've been doing that, I feel like, my since I was graduated from university, I've been wow. kind of establishing myself in the city. I've been involved and just being a part of so many things. It took about 20 years for people to now kind of put all the pieces together. Wow. <clears throat> it's yeah. a very long time for, to get that trust and just, um, yeah, establishing, your, establishing yourself, I guess, in the community. Mm-hmm. It is. I find arts is like one of the hardest thing, isn't it? Oh, yeah. It's, you know... Like I, I tell some of my students, I, I couldn't imagine that the paintings I painted 10 years ago on a horrible day, you know, doing a painting that now people, total strangers are going on my website and buying prints of that painting. Yeah. And I'm like rolling it up and shipping it to Toronto. Yes. <laughs> like, how do you get people to buy that artwork that you did that day? Mm-hmm. It's really something else. It's and for people to actually, I like honestly, it's I feel so much love from people. Like even today, doing deliveries, and yeah, the lady was talking to me from her door, saying like your work is great. Like that just means like just a couple comments, and I'm good. Like that's mm-hmm. all means so much to me. Yes, yeah, feedback is good. I agree. And there's also bad, like negative feedback or constructive feedback, mm-hmm. which is good too. I love hearing that. Okay. What do you do when there's somebody saying, well, 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 do you do anything? Well, people have said things, you know, and I usually will just tell them like, that was the first time I did that. Or that was my first attempt. Like, mm-hmm. um, you know, And then they kind of like maybe wanted a different reaction from me, but I'll explain why it was so crappy. Like not everything I do. I don't like hardly any of it. I'm always, I'm my biggest critic. I always oh. have something to say about all my work. Okay. Do you, do you I don't think I always think it could be better. It's, I should have done this. I needed more time. Mm. So when I hear people, I'm like, yeah, I know you're right. <laughs> You know, the illustrations could have been better. Yeah. That movie could have been better. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, how does it work then for you? And how long, let's say the painting behind you, right? Yeah. How much time have you spent with that painting, approximately? Um, I think uh, with the whole um, like the whole texture, I don't know, maybe like 10 hours. Mm-hmm. Do you, do you have the do you have it in all in your mind? Is it all in here? And then you or you draw? Do you draw it first and then you, you put it on the bigger canvas? How does it work for you? I do like pastel drawings. I'll do a few of like this is um, another version of Cinque Terre mm. or it's the Five Islands in Italy. 
Beautiful. One of the islands is called uh, Rio Maggiore. So that's this colorful one. I've done three different versions of it. Mm-hmm. And that's the most popular. So I do like a bunch of pastel drawings and then they just kind of evolve. But nothing is ever like I do the drawing, do this. Nothing I do is ever in order or like with a routine. Mm -hmm. It's always backwards. I don't know. I just can't get organized. Yeah, (laughs) that's okay because people work differently, right? Yeah, I'm starting to learn that that actually is my process, is not having a routine process of how I do things. Because when I try to do that, the artwork looks really like tight and Mm. not like my personality. Yeah, it reflects, (laughs) it reflects. It does, and it stresses me out when I look at it. I'm like, that that painting is not, like, loose. It's really Mm. constrained. (laughs) Yes. So I'm kind of like that. That's my personality. The more you try to, like, box me and put me in a box, the worse it's going to (laughs) be. Do you dance at all? Not professionally. Yeah. Okay. It just came. No, to like my... I like to dance, but yeah, it just came. I'm not a dancer. Yeah. Okay. It just came to my mind because, like, your your expressions and like the emotions that flow, it just seems like you. It's coming out. And well, I was a dancer. Like when I was younger, I was a figure skater. I was an yeah. Italian dancer with the Stelli Alpini. There you go. But I thought you meant right now, am I dancing? Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. Oh. I also taught drama for five years and directed musicals, so. Ooh. Wow. How did that go? I, that was, like, one of the hardest things I've ever done. How come? I have huge respect for people in the in theater, the theater industry, and I've done workshops in New York. Oh, wow. And I brought my students to L.A., and wow, like it's incredible mm. the theater business. I love it. I love all of it. So, yeah, ah. you can say that I am an artsy person for, for sure. Yes. yes, but when you're around people like that, when you get to go to a big city, and that's why I brought my students. We went to we went, I brought them to Hollywood. We went to LA. We went to New York and they did workshops. And when you meet performers who work all day serving, mm-hmm. they have like 10 jobs and then they go on Broadway and they have this like amazing show just to see their life and how they perform is it'll have an impact on you for the rest of your life after you meet people like that. Cause they're just mm-hmm. so amazing. What did, what did, what did it, <clears throat> What, what happened? What did they show you? What did you get away from them? What did I get from them? Yeah. Well, I think the biggest thing I got from them is that that lifestyle is not glamorous at yeah. all. Yeah. It is hard work. And, and uh, you know, the perception is that when they're backstage, they have like hair and makeup and groups of people working on them. And they don't. They do everything themselves. They 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 walk from the sidewalk. They get ready. They put their makeup on. Wow. And and they their performance is like doing. They're like athletes. Mm-hmm. You know, when we went to go see um, 
the actors in the Green Day musical. It was called American Idiot. Yeah. The, they were like in their 20s, these guys. They had bandages all around their body from all the injuries they had. Wow. Singing and dancing and doing all those moves. Like mm. they were just like athletes mm. and they sing and dance. So, wow. Amazing dedicated, dedication and talent put mm. together. Yes. It's an, it's an art, right? <clears throat> It really is. And unless you're famous and you can pay all these people to be holding your coffee and running around, <laughs> they don't have that. It's yeah. a very like, I just noticed it's not, uh, mm. it's not what people think it is at all. Yeah. When we went to LA, the tour guide said to the students, they said, when you come to LA, uh, the first thing you should know is that the stars are taped on the sky with tape <laughs> And and like the sun is with glue is made from glue and glitter. Like it's ah. far away, it looks like it's sparkly and mm. and beautiful, but close up it's falling apart and it's just like Crayola like yeah. <laughs> masking tape put together. Yeah, it's just like Instagram when you post the pictures and you pretend to be somebody, right? Yeah, I think it's just amazing how the perception that people have of of that type of life is really, mm -hmm. they have no idea how, how it's not like that. Yeah. Plus I would like to hold my own coffee personally. <laughs> exactly. Do you really want all those people staring at you when you're going to the bathroom? Yeah. No, no, no. no. That's, just, that's just me. Please let me go through here. Thank you. <laughs> uh, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> So um, what do you think about, before we dive into more you and the journey that has brought you where you are right now, I wanted to ask you, what do you think about like artists that were artists while they were alive, but they were not um, recognized in their talents, like Rembrandt, right? Rembrandt, mm -hmm. however you say Yeah. 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 How how do you feel about that? What is your perspective on that? I know, like <clears throat> when I did art history all through university, like I have the worst memories, so I could never just spit out names and facts because I'm not that person. But in general, like how that's so crazy for somebody to to go their whole life and do that and then And then be so renowned mm -hmm. after they die. It's mm -hmm. no, I can't even wrap my head around it. Yeah. Many, many, many of the most famous artists. Yeah. I know. And he, the the name I dropped, and it's just an example. There's a many, just like you said. And but his style, for example, he also um I find he he painted mental health. Where like he painted people in circumstances where there was a situation, this guy stands in front of a door and he has a suit on, but he, he looks really depressed. And he did uh, self-portraits too, right? Because he slowly, yeah. he slowly developed um, a certain kind of sickness. I don't remember. But he wasn't doing so well. And then you could see like how his character changed in his paintings. Over the course of his illness. Mm-hmm. And it's absolutely stunning and amazing. It's almost like um, it's almost like Google where you can look things up, but it, it's just personally into his journey. I know. 
like it and that is so hard for artists to do stuff that shows that i've i've wanted to do things that are more uh personal mm. that is super hard i don't know when i'll be able to do that but uh when you can see um you know, someone like Frida Kahlo. I've never—I don't know if you've ever heard of her. Yeah, we had her. I have. We talked about her when I, I learned Spanish. Oh, really? You mm-hmm. learned Spanish? That's great. Yeah. Yeah, and there's the movie Frida with Salma Hayek. Mm-hmm. Beautiful movie. Yes. And her paintings are just tell a story of everything she went through, mm-hmm. and you know, um, just to do with. Um, everything her marriage her reproductive system yeah she had an accident where the pole from a train went right through her body that's right and uh so seeing that type of symbolism like that really was life-changing when i saw frida Kahlo's work yeah just because it speaks so much to women and what women go through and yes and uh so how amazing is it to learn just from paintings mm-hmm. no words um to communicate with people. Yes. Do you find it's do you find it's more powerful than the written word a painting? Oh. That's a tough one. Mm. I wouldn't say either one is more. It depends on what it is because I love literature and poetry and music. Yes, music is powerful. Uh, but I do think that with language um, like you have the language barrier right? Yes. And then with images, when you think about cave paintings, the first way men and women started communicating was visually with pictures. Mm -hmm. That's a good point. And I always tell my students, do you think we're actually coming full circle now? Because now we have like a universal emoji language where I can send an emoji to my cousin in Italy Just emojis, and we'll know what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. It's almost like universal language, those emojis, right? It is. And now with the bitmojis, too, my favorite. <laughs> What's that? So, so we're actually started using, you know, pictograms and, and, and all those images you saw in, in cave paintings. Uh, so it's almost like I, I really think about that a lot. Mm-hmm. Visual communication is international. Yes. So if you're able to express yourself with images, that's more valuable than anything. Mm-hmm. You're communicating with the whole world. Exactly. It's more accessible. Everybody can understand it. Everybody sees it. Yeah. And when you start talking about marketing and media and logos and, mm-hmm. and the that whole industry i can talk about that all day okay. you can use one color one shape and and it it represents a very big thing mm. you know when you see that white little apple everyone knows what that stands for yes we all know the golden arches you know yeah it doesn't matter where you go in the world like how amazing is that it's true it's true there's certain designers that stand for certain branding of brands you know they yeah build- and that's really hard to do is we do logo design in my class and it's mm. really hard to think of something mm-hmm. completely original that you haven't seen that really makes a statement 
Yes, I believe that. Or like that's really hard nowadays. Mm-hmm. You have? Did you ever come across somebody who's like colorblind and he looks at a painting of yours and you were there at that moment and then he the person says like, "Oh, I really like this color or the composition," because colorblind people are. I thought you were gonna say, and then they were able to see color. <laughs> no, no. I was like, "Holy cow, that would be." <laughs> No, like colorblind people, that doesn't mean like you can't see colors. You see colors differently. Differently, yeah. Okay. Like how they say men see colors differently than women. Oh, I don't know about that. Maybe feelings. Maybe colors represent certain feelings. Maybe that's what you mean? I just read before that many men have a little bit of color blindness. It's common. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I have sometimes a hard time telling apart a certain kind of green and brown they mix in but it's like i can still see the traffic lights green that's fine but there's certain colors that blend for me oh yeah which which is okay but then this brings this question so really to green and brown mainly uh yeah those are the only ones okay yeah, a little bit like if it's like a really dark dark red oh something like that it just blends in yeah, so if, if I would ever buy a car in a certain color, I would have to ask Lisa first, do you like this color? It's green. And then she would say, no, that's brown. Don't buy it. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> right? Could happen. Could happen. Yeah, you might think you're driving a green car and yeah. it's brown. <laughs> yes. Like total poo brown. Yeah. Oh, man. What a color. How do you, did, so did this ever happen to you that somebody said, oh, I really like something in the painting and then it actually wasn't the same color as the person said it was? No, mm. no, I've never been in that situation. There's so many colors. I've never really sat with people and talked about the colors a lot. Like, okay. I'm always rushing. I haven't had time to talk to people that much. Mm. About the actual paintings, it seems like I do them, they sell, or it's a commission. And I rarely actually get to be in front of the original paintings with people. That's what I've noticed. Interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. Because for me, I I had a face where I painted a lot on canvas of acrylic. And I'm, um, I'm more an abstract painter. <clears throat> and... Um, like I have a couple in the basement and when people, before we had, before we're doing Zoom now, I brought people in, right? But with everything happening, we changed this around. And there's one big painting, it's called The Twelve Dolphins. And then it's right by the stairs and I sent you a picture later. And yeah. and people would just say, oh, I really like this one. And then I said, yeah, find The Twelve Dolphins. And then they were like, oh. And then they would start looking for them and then they would. Well, they're actually in there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, mm. so you're an artist and Lisa's an artist too. Mm, Both of you. Yeah, Lisa's an artist. Artist. I'm just. <laughs> I love her illustrations. Oh, thank you. But I would like to see your work too. Yeah, I sent you some pictures. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you you are an illustrator too. Well, I illustrated a children's book with uh, Leah. Yes. And that was probably the hardest thing I've ever done. Mm. Ever. It was so much work. Mm. I have a newfound respect for all uh, illustrators and people who publish books, especially with 
with graphics and illustrations. Mm. And, I'm just going to grab the book. Hang on. Oh, you have it. <laughs> there you go. There you go. There it is. Uh, That's a Thunder Bay, everybody. Yeah. And then you, I just want to show you art here, right? Because you do this all. Let's just take a random page. For example, this way. And it, this is a kid's book, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And you did, like, absolutely amazing. Well, I think there's uh, 57 or 59 illustrations I did for that book. Wow. That's a lot. That is, like, I, I didn't really think about it when Leah first mm. brought it up. We didn't really think about the amount of work it would be it took us about two years to yeah. really get the, the bulk of it done. And, mm -hmm. and Leah's story. So Leah Nadine is the author. You met her and yes, we had her on Us by the Giant. Yes. Yeah, that's right. So yeah, that's your other show, right? Yes. Too many shows. <laughs> that's okay. You gotta keep it. Gotta keep it. Go keep variety. You know. Yes. No, but she. Okay, so she wrote this beautiful story, and then um, when I did a show about four years ago at Bite, we were talking about it, and so yeah, I was on board because the story was amazing. Um, Leah taught Italian dancing. She was in it, mm. and I had done that when I was younger. And it, our both of our families are immigrants from Italy, so it was just perfect. Beautiful. And then by the end, I was like, wow, we had a different, singing a different tune by the end, because it was tons of work, mm -hmm. but it totally was worth it. And I love working with her and she's such an amazing person. So I agree. It made it a lot easier. Imagine if she wasn't great to work with, <laughs> would have been really hard. Yes, that, that can happen. Yes, you're right. No, Leah is absolutely amazing. I uh, I have huge respect for what she's doing with the with the books, and uh, the book is absolutely stunning. My son always comes down in the studio and he grabs it and he just goes through it when I'm here and he comes in. Oh, really? Oh, um, that's nice. Yeah, we had so much, so many people um, going to Leah and, and I about just about the the story and the words and mm -hmm. the illustrations and. Yeah, I'll never forget that process. And then, you know, make drawing them and then making them digital. And then we actually went to the publishing company and saw the printing process and the yeah. printers and we the staff. It was incredible. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yes. I love that. It's a really... I love the process of things, so... Yeah. More than the final result, I think. Okay, because it's you, you. This is something nobody else experienced, really, right? Yeah, I just like seeing like the show how it's made. I really like that show. I like seeing the process. Ah, okay, that's what you mean. Yeah, so seeing the steps and like because everyone's so different and everything's made differently and. Mm -hmm. I like knowing how the paint was made that I'm using. It, it, mm. When you understand the materials more, you know, you can work with them better. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Yes. It's like if you learn how to cook, you almost eat differently, right? Because you know what's in there and you know what's... Mm -hmm. That's a good yeah. perspective. You know, that's, that's, a, that's an eye-opener. Well, because especially in the arts... 
you know, um, I always tell people, like, if you're interested in that two minutes of fame at the end mm. or the glory, or you just want that beautiful painting or that, that's, you know, one hour musical or that two minute song, that shouldn't be the part that you're okay. thinking. About. You should be just enjoying the process because that's 98% of what you're doing is, is the work. Very, very true. Very and that, true. that part that people see on Instagram and the final result, result is only 2%. Mm. So you're not going to enjoy working or doing it if you're only thinking about that. It's know? true. Yeah. I, I've said before that not to define yourself by success. Yeah. That's, that's such a good statement. That's how I, I like to think. It's like, it's not that common, but I mean, you know, it's just because then I would be become dependent in a way. Do you know what I mean? Well, if you're thinking about success, then you're, you're forming expectations and it's never good to have expectations for anything. <laughs> yes. Unless you're a fortune teller. And you can predict the future. You're probably going to be wrong, and you're probably going to be disappointed. Yeah, it happens. And and you might not have the success you think you're going to have, but you might actually have a different type of success. Mm -hmm. You just always have to be open to things and trust the process. And yes, and just like you said, not how can you define yourself by your success? That's not. Mm -hmm. That's not something. You know, I know that I'm going to work every day and, and paint. That's something I know for sure. Yes. I don't know if it's going to be successful and I don't know if someone's going to buy it. And I don't even know if anyone's going to like it. Mm -hmm. So you might as well enjoy what the things you do know. Yes. Ooh, you full of truth. I like it. I know I talk a lot. Let me just... Stop talking. Why don't you tell me something? <laughs> Let's play music a little bit. No, just kidding. I mean, <laughs> the so you you went to you did, are you born and raised in Thunder Bay then? Yep, born and raised. Okay. My parents uh, came here from Italy, mm -hmm. but I was born here. And which high school do you go to? PACI. Okay, and I'm really proud. Redmond. <laughs> it's good. I like yeah. it. Did did you did you excel in art already in high school? Was that like a thing for you? Well, I actually don't remember what my marks were like in mm. in high school. Like I said, anything to do with numbers. Sure. Good luck. I won't remember it. I did well, but I don't know. I don't know if I was like. Yeah. There were some amazing artists I remember in my class. Mm. There's always this one guy or this one girl that's like over the top and you're just like, what are you're you exactly doing? exactly right. There's always this like amazing artist yes. who can like draw things perfectly. Yes. <laughs> and you're just like, and they're like totally silent. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we, we had this one guy in school. I actually, in Germany, you, in the last three years, you can pick two courses that you kind of major in. Okay, mm -hmm. and I picked biology and I picked art, 
Which, oh wow! So where you just do biology and art? That's really yes. That's that's that does work together, right? <laughs> They do in some in many ways, actually. Yeah, I had to. I had to. I had economics first, like um, business wise. But my dad always liked this, and I thought maybe I do it. But I, I'm just like you, and I'm I'm more a person with feelings and and um, trying to understand the world differently. Yeah. So, and there was this one guy and he was always producing such a great work, but he would take his work home and he would start it and then he would come back the next session and then it was like, it proceeded a little bit. And then one day the teacher actually said, no, you're not allowed to take it home anymore. You have to finish it in class. Oh, yeah. I know what that means. <laughs> I already know. I tell my students that. <laughs> and it's, sure enough, it's, it's, it's like kind of blew apart where yeah. you know the, the the he was not who he was we thought he was for him yeah i know when we do art i have to see them do it because mm -hmm. there's a lot of eager parents out there okay who might help them or yeah. you know a really talented uncle coming over while they're doing their art homework yeah 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 It's true. It's true. And parents only mean good, right? Parents all, always just worry about the kids. Of course. Yeah, it's never... Mm. No. It's never bad. Did you take any time off in between high school and university? Well, I actually went to college first. Uh-huh. Well, I actually graduated from high school. I went to Brainerd, Minnesota to work at a kids' camp. Wow. As the head chef. <laughs> Oh, wow. My cousin got me this job and she was a chef at one kitchen and I was like junior and she was senior at an all girls camp nice. and the boys camp was on the other side of the lake. And everybody who worked there was from Australia. It was like the craziest mm. uh, thing, but these kids were really well off. And when we cooked their food, they would write us notes saying that their syrup had to be warmed up and <laughs> they wanted dark chocolate. They wanted the strawberries dark and dipped in dark chocolate, not milk chocolate. And no, no, no. So I was like, okay. <laughs> But it was a good experience and we got paid. And then I went to Confederation College. Ah. And I took arts administration, which is the business or the nonprofit sector of the arts. Okay. So how, how art galleries and theaters are run. Yeah. Because they're all nonprofit. And then you take grantsmanship and learn how to apply for grants and stuff. Mm-hmm. So that course was great because there were two um, placements and you could, most people did them in town, but I'm like, no, I'm leaving. Like, this is my chance to leave Thunder Bay. Yes. So I, I got an OSAP loan and I, and I got my placement at the Vancouver Art Gallery. Ooh. And I lived in a hostel at the YWCA downtown. There you go. And it was like the best and worst experience of my life. <laughs> okay, that that sounds like a very interesting story. <laughs> it is. I did a placement in Vancouver, and then the next year I went to Toronto and worked at a theater. Okay, why was it the best and the worst place at the same time? Well, here's me coming from Thunder Bay, and I was so naive. Like, I had worked at New Cheese Bakadeli, mm -hmm. and. Um, That's about it. So, and here I was like downtown Vancouver and I was just 
like it was so scary. There was so much. I didn't even know what, what, what I was doing. I was walking around at night there. There's Hastings Street. There's I, I couldn't even believe what I was seeing. Right. I had never seen that. Yeah. Because the internet had just happened like the year before. Oh, wow. When I was graduating high school in like 1999. Mm. So there wasn't even the internet. And I remember getting a cell phone there. And um, yeah, so they plopped me at the Vancouver Art Gallery. I'm working with, um, you know, the movie Devil Wears Prada? Yes. It was like that. (laughs) Like my boss had short, gray, spiky hair, very stylish, never knew my name, (laughs) Katie, Kathy, Katerina. Like she never knew my name. (laughs) I wasn't important enough. Uh, She would just send me around. Yeah. It was just like, I was just like a little rat. Did you have to hold the coffee? Oh, yeah. Mm. Starbucks was across the street. I had to go there every day and get everyone's coffees crazy and i wasn't like how i am now like i i wouldn't i didn't even know i had to get ready for work i just looked like i i didn't even have any clothes and mm. so they would they sent we had a an artist show because every time they had a new show and and the back of our gallery the artist would come and it was like the pope was coming mm-hmm. we had to have the right pastries for their whatever culture cultural background they had yeah so this artist was called uh, Shang Dai Shen. Okay. And they're like, hey, you need to go to Chinatown and get authentic um, pastries, you know, and they're tell- giving me the list. I, I walk all the way to Chinatown. I'm like sweating, get these authentic pastries, bring them back. Everything's ruined. I got in so much trouble. Oh, boy. And it was just so intense. Mm. When they would talk about what font was going to be on the wall, it would be like two weeks of meetings talking about what kind of lettering are we going to use for the type on the wall. It was crazy. Is that because there were so many members or is that because they, uh, that's how they worked, I guess? Yeah, that's how it was at the Vancouver Gallery. It's a big deal. Mm. And I would just be like in the corner, you know. And I just did all their grunt work. And even when I left, I didn't get a great, I got a letter of recommendation, but my name was spelt wrong. Like they, she still didn't know who I was. <laughs> great. That's crazy. Did but you- I remember just seeing everybody, all the donors and the parties, and it was really incredible. Just the the whole nonprofit business of donors and mm-hmm. people donations and the events that they would put on in the city and the amount of support like it was just crazy and then I would meet these artists who were always in and out and and I would talk to them and some of them were starving artists some of them were really successful and just learning how people like the business side of it like do people actually make money or yeah some people have galleries and they're not artists mm-hmm Some people have, you know, they would they would have tours for little kids and that was their business. So they'd have all these little kids with little chapeaus on and mm-hmm. they would do like these park events for kids, art education. There were so many facets that I didn't know existed. Okay. So you learned so, a lot. <clears throat> oh, I learned so much. Mm. I learned a lot. Do- I met a lot of people. That's good. Did you build connections already? 
No, I wasn't. That wasn't even a thing back then in, in 2001. Okay. <laughs> People were not connected like how they're connected now. Interesting. That's what I noticed. Mm. What, what, like, that's, that's crazy. It is crazy because back then when you met people, you would say goodbye um, and you probably never saw them again. Mm. But now it's like you meet somebody for five seconds and now you see their whole life on Facebook every day. <laughs> like I know that they had a cold yesterday yeah, and that they ate an orange at two o'clock. <laughs> yeah. The things we need to know. Some random person that I met for. Wow. So did you, did you, does it take you two weeks? Oh, oh, you froze up here. Hopefully you're coming back. Ah, oh, yeah, there you are. Can you yeah. see me? You hear me? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we froze up for a second, but that's okay. I got, uh, yeah. we, we should be good. We got lucky. <laughs> Would have been really emergency yeah. let's reconnect just i hit you what up. do i do if if we get lost just um i would send you an, i sent you another invite then okay. mm. uh, just on your instagram account that's all good yeah. um i wanted to ask you if would would it take you two weeks to select a font as well or are you just like boom this is what i'm gonna do no, it takes me a very long time to pick out a font. Oh, wow. And then when I just get fed up, I just go to Century Gothic or Helvetica or Arial because mm. I just I just give up. Okay. Oh, yeah. Most of my students know once I start talking about fonts, mm. <laughs> you might as well just take a nap. <laughs> <laughs> I just love fonts. Why do you love they're like They're like accessories. Mm. Or the poster or the document you're making. It's true. There's all there's do you would you say and agree that there's like a hidden message with fonts? Of course. Yeah. Everything visual is a hidden message. Ah. You give you go even further. But it changes for everyone depending on your past experiences. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So you where was the other placement you said? Oh, in Toronto, I lived in Woodbridge. Woo! Have you heard of Woodbridge? Is that the place where they ski a lot? No, that is the place that is all Italians in Toronto. Okay, so, so I'm totally like, wrong. No, yeah, it sounds a little bit fancier than it is, but mm. I lived in Woodbridge, which is basically you have to speak Italian to like yeah. get in there. Yeah, but you do, right? I do, but it's not, uh, I'm not, no. I would say I can get by, but mm. it's kind of like the old fashioned way of speaking Italian. Yeah, but the way you pronounce the name of the painting behind you with the village scene, you I could totally tell you speak Italian. Oh, because I said it, I pronounced Rio Maggiore. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, my parents speak Italian, so. Mm. Yeah. yeah, sometimes people are like, well, what's your name? Is it Katerina or Katerina? They don't like that I'm always saying it different, but they don't like it because they're not Italian. They don't understand why I'm changing it because my entire elementary school experience, that is where my name got changed. Okay. You know, they didn't want to say Katerina, so they called me Kathy. Mm -hmm. One year there was a girl, already a girl named Kathy, so I was Katie for one year of my life. What the? Like, what the hell? <laughs> um, so, and then in high school, they put on my 
my um my high school certificate Catherine my mom was like what is this <laughs> oh free pick for anybody they just didn't want to you know 40 years ago or mm. Katerina it's Katerina they didn't want to say that this is a very strong name right well, not for me, but I guess for some people it is. Yeah, isn't that like that? That name has been utilized in the in within the royalty. Like that's. Yeah, I've heard that. Yeah, queen. I think there was a queen, wasn't there? Uh-huh. I, was that in Spain? Maybe I am not sure. I think it was in Spain, actually. Yeah. I yeah. Try to download it. Very powerful too. Yeah. Obviously. Uh, ahead of the time. I'm named after my grandma. I like my that. Mom, my nonna. Mm, beautiful. So, yes, I lived in Woodbridge, and I, I worked at a theater in Bonn, so I had to take the bus for two hours every day. So imagine my personality on a city bus in Toronto for two hours there and two hours back. I must have talked to at least 200 people. <laughs> Uh, no, there was probably I'm like a journalist. Like I should have been a journalist because I literally will just by the end of the conversation, people are like telling me their most heartfelt, you know, mm. situations they're in or whatever. Yeah, you could be a therapist. Maybe. Yeah, yeah that would be a lot to take in. Mm. That's very. But I do love learning about people. I really do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Did, uh, so here I thought you would be on the bus for two hours and you would sketch things. No, no, I'm not a sketcher. Do you, you're not sketching at all? Like I sketch when I do the the pastel drawings, but I don't sit and draw. And no? People say that though, yeah. People yeah. always say that. Yeah. It's like- I know, I feel like I am more more of my like art business. It's like 80% personality. 20% art. Mm, that's, Honestly, that's it's good. more, it, that is more of business than, than anything, I think. Okay. That's, that's your perspective. Well, I think you have to have a really good product, right? Mm. But I don't, I feel like I should have a lot more paintings from the time that's gone by, like the last five years. I don't have a ton of work mm-hmm. because I'm, constantly like working on the public relations part of yes also getting your name out there Mm -hmm. and that's big right i don't know yeah it's super i'm still trying to find balance to like do more work and do the the connection the connecting part like Mm -hmm. i'm not a business person so i'm just learning yeah i talked to lisa about that actually the other day well they had this root for harvest has this um, auction of uh, christmas ornaments and there's local artists and illustrators or and graphic designers yeah yeah. Yeah, and i was like uh, when what like i love it and but i wanted to know like how can you even get into there for example right and so there's a lot of things that I'm learning that there there are events and I, I I agree with you it takes especially if you are you are you and you do everything then there is certainly a lot of work to do in both ways yeah they're really it's it's hard in the arts I think more than other businesses because you are creating the work mm-hmm. and if you're a slow painter like me like wow to get like just five paintings it's just like mm. 
it's not like I can just order it from a catalog and it shows up and I sell it. <laughs> I have to work on it for like two months. Yes. Yes. Um, and then I always tell people like, okay, so you might have great art, but, but you're just doing the art and you're putting it on Instagram. But then what? Mm-hmm. How do you get people to buy it? Yeah. Especially when there's 50 other people doing almost the same thing. It's so competitive. <laughs> it's just gotten more like now with social media, you can see those people before you never saw them, right? You didn't know they were doing that stuff. But now you just hashtag Thunder Bay and you can see all the artists work. Anyone who hashtags that, right? You're yes. all connected. So I love seeing it and I love I love the craft revival. Mm. Like Maylin is... And her team are just, wow. When I saw the craft revival for the first time and there were horses galloping down the Red River Road, they had the horses with the white feet. Beautiful. It was amazing. There were artisans carrying like soap and, and all these buckets. And I was like, I feel like this is like the 1950s. And they're holding their canvases and everyone's getting ready. I was like, this is incredible. Yes. Amazing. There's people in their basements knitting and making earrings and, mm-hmm. and, and everybody comes together for this amazing event. Just incredible. Yeah. What an <laughs> event that is. Because I'm from Thunder Bay and I know that 20 years ago, this did not exist. Yes. Um, people were like racing to get out of Thunder Bay when I was in high school. Oh, wow. This Thunder Bay pride was not as like, it it wasn't as much as it is now. People were like, I'm leaving when I graduate. Everybody was going out of town to work. Everybody wanted to go to Toronto. Mm. Never saw I heart Thunder Bay. Yeah. Um, and now to see this type of pride and everyone that has built up the city and mm-hmm. all the chefs and the restaurant owners and downtown and the business owners and something like the craft revival and even the Thunder Bay market, mm. like these are people who are bringing the community together and giving people pride. It's true. And pride in what they do. Yes. And things they make. They're giving- it's amazing. It is. Yes, I love that you highlight this. And also the they give people opportunities, right? Oh, yeah. Like even when you look at Sleeping Giant Brewery and Heartbeat Hot Sauce and mm. just these are huge things that, you know, if you grew up here, when I was a teenager, it was not like that here. It was very mm. much not like that. You either worked at the mill, construction, or at the hospital, you know, there weren't that many. Mm-hmm. Uh, being an entrepreneur was not, you know, unless you like owned a hair salon or a restaurant, there wasn't a lot of opportunities Yeah, like there are now. People yeah. are making like cosmetics and all kinds of things. Yeah, pretty much it. anything you can get now here, right here in Thunder Bay, mate. Well, the craft revival really is is like you see all those artisans come together. It's kind of like a directory almost. Mm. And now they have the Eaton's building is changing. And yeah. Are you excited? I'm so excited. Oh. I'm so excited. Good. Good. Because I... I used to go to Eaton's every day when I was in high school and get perfume samples. Yeah, you go. 
we would go from PACI to Eaton's because it was open yep. and we would just go to the perfume counter and ask for all the perfume samples and we'd just walk around. How would you get away with that every day? Would they say that's okay? Well, it wasn't like every day, but we were annoying for sure. I'm sure for those ladies there. <laughs> yeah, you get those little, those are those little glass um, things, right? <laughs> yeah, but the, my my mom sometimes had those, and they brought the, her that home, right? And you, you, oh, yeah, those were the and, best. And uh, this, that's where I remember this those samples. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we would have, there was a food court, so we would go to the food court. Mm. And there was, um, I don't know if a lot of people know about Court Street Cafe, which mm. is, um, what's it called now? What's um, the bakery? Sweet North? Sweet North. Yeah. Next to Mars? Yeah, that's Sweet North, isn't it? Yeah. So that was Court Street Cafe, and we'd go there for poutine. Ooh, poutine. Best. The owner was a Greek man. He made the best routine. Yeah. I love Greek restaurants. We had one in Germany in our hometown and we had like, we had our favorite one. And then we would, they, the first thing you do when you walk in, you get a shot of Uzo. Oh, really? Oh yeah. On the house. Wow. It's just, and it's like the, the little shot glass is just like frosted because it just sits in the freezer, right? That is such a good way to just make everybody happy from mm-hmm. the second they walk in. Yeah. And then they have this, they had this gal, the tzatziki. That's like, that's from there, right? Isn't it? Yeah, it's tzatziki sauce. Yeah, so good. From the euros? Are they euros or gyros? Uh, uh, the I think it's euro. Okay. I always yeah, I usually had to. I had to. I had some kind of meat dish with fries. I was a kid. I wasn't really like into the fancy food. <clears throat> oh. Yeah, but I was into the uzu. Was good. Where do you eat Greek food in Thunder Bay? I don't know. Do you, you go for Greek? Oh, Naxos is great. Okay. Okay. You gotta go yeah, I have to try it out. I always go for breakfast there, but mm. what, what's what's a Greek breakfast? Well, it's not a Greek breakfast. It's they just have a really good breakfast. Oh, okay. And then they have like Greek food, you know, on the menu all the time. Yeah. But the breakfast is great. That's good to know because I find like this breakfast you have to be like you have to know the place where you go. Oh yeah. Well, if you want fin pancakes, you know, I love Kangas. Mhm. But Naxos makes the buttermilk pancakes too, like the oh. thick fluffy ones. Yes. Awesome. And what what do you put on there? Butter and syrup. There you go. But I only use maple syrup on the thin pancakes, and then it has to be like the regular syrup. Mm. On... Yeah. yeah. It's good to be specific. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm very, like, it's funny how some things we just stick to something that we really, really like. What did you have for dinner today? For dinner today, oh, don't! <laughs> I went grocery shopping today, and um, I picked up uh, ground beef, extra lean. Oh wow, extra lean! Good for you! Wow. <laughs> yeah, it was like it was. It had the thirty percent off sticker on it. <laughs> <laughs> that's like that's why I thought I. You know what? Let's pick this up. 
And then I later on during the day, I was like, yeah, this is best before today. So this needs to be eaten. <laughs> That's what you had? Did you make it with anything? Um, I spiced it up a little bit with um, a steak spice mixture. Okay. And then I dumped it with uh, a heartbeat hot sauce. Of course. Yeah. And then very... Heartbeat hot sauce is so good. It is. Like... Okay, I'm really mad though because like the last three times I went to Safeway, they have no heartbeat hot sauce. It's like sold out on every shelf, every end counter. Wow. Mm. We need more heart heartbeat hot sauce everywhere. It should be in corner stores. There's sh- it should be like in vending machines on the street. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Would you? Um, which one is your favorite? I like the original one. Just the original. The original. Good. I like that. Like, I like the purple one, too, and the green one, but mm. I always go to the OG, the original. Good. Did you see Damien skating on, on the ice and doing this meme on, with a reel where he squirts the hot sauce into his mouth and just pretends it's a drink? Oh, no, I didn't see that. I saw pictures of him skating, though. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. There's this, meme, oh. there's this meme going around where absurd, with this song and people drive down the road or they do anything else and then sometimes they drink a pop or something they do that and Damien oh, yeah, yeah, of course <laughs> so is everybody doing their own version of that yeah you can yeah yeah oh. what, what would you do I don't know. Mm. probably would... put it in shot glass mm. <laughs> sounds good to me they've made me totally dependent on the hot sauce like i don't know how they did it mm-hmm. but it's it's really bad it's at the point now where i like can't eat some things without it yeah like i make chicken and rice a lot mm-hmm. i buy the chicken from safeway that's already cooked and mm. they pulled it all apart like in the deli they have their own you know they pull it off the chicken yeah and so i make that with rice no heartbeat hot sauce Oh, boy. <laughs> like, I'm like, I got the Franks, but mm. it just doesn't hit the spot. No, it doesn't. So. Yeah. And then did you talk to the manager at Safeway today? <laughs> Next time I'm doing that. <laughs> it's probably someone I know. Yeah. I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> I'm going to make a huge deal. <laughs> And I'm going to be like, where the hell is the heartbeat hot sauce? Yeah, right like, now. Who do I need to talk to, to the Safeway on Dawson Road, mm. to get that shell spot? <laughs> yes. uh. Do I have to talk to the people at Heartbeat Hot Sauce, or do I have to talk to the people at Safeway? Who does it? Mm. Yeah, maybe, uh, maybe, maybe you reach out, you know? Na- Nancy <laughs> does, um, does some Instagram for Heartbeat Hot Sauce, so... <clears throat> Or you can find the email. That's good too. I had Al on the on the podcast and t- talked to him a little bit. He's an absolutely amazing guy. I saw that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the co-owner. I saw the beginning of that, and he was saying he's so lucky to do something that's yeah something. Uh, you know what? I'm so honored to be on this because you have some amazing people that you've interviewed. Hit this is Thunder Bay. Thunder Bay people are doing amazing things. Mm-hmm. And um, I love hearing their story. It's great. But you know what I was thinking? They should actually make really huge containers of the hot sauce. Mm-hmm. 
Like those. Then ba- I have to buy one once a week. Yes, like those mayonnaise bottles, or even bigger than that. I would say something like a ketchup bottle, mm-hmm. a large ketchup bottle. The really the biggest ketchup bottle. The biggest one. That's good. I, I agree. <laughs> Maybe I should start a poll. Mm-hmm. That's a great idea. Did, did you when you when you went to university you had your two placements, right? I just going to bring you back to your story a little bit here. Did you how many years does it take to do art in university? Well, I did two years in college, but then I did uh the three year bachelor program bachelor, yeah. at okay. LU. Yeah. Well, I was signed up for the honors. And then I got into the teaching program and mm-hmm. everybody was like talking about how hard it was to get a job. So I just was like, I'm just going to do the three-year program and then the one-year teaching. And then, okay. So, yeah. so is that something you are doing now as well? Because you brought this up a little couple of times where you said you're teaching. So because yeah, I, I am a teacher. Okay, good. All right. Now High we, school. Good. How do you like that? I love it. Nice. It's stressful sometimes. Like not every day I'm like, I love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. You'll definitely be like complaining sometimes, but For sure. in general, I do love it. And uh, right now it's with the virtual classrooms in the afternoon. It's mm. hard for someone like me <laughs> to deal with. Yeah. I feel very disconnected. Uh, imagine we were having this whole interview not looking at each other right now. Mm-hmm. It's it's possible but it does not, it does not connect the same way. Yeah, we're getting it done and we're doing what we have to do and that's great and you know, we could definitely be in a worse situation than we're in. Mm-hmm. But um yeah, I'm definitely seeing like I feel bad for the kids and mm-hmm. everyone's just trying to make the best of it. <laughs> you get to a certain point where you they need to vent and just show, you know, show that they are sad that things are not happening. That's okay to be like that too. We don't have to pretend everything's great all the time. That's right. It's good to talk about it. Yeah, it is. Yeah, they're missing some some big things that happened in high school and mm-hmm. the ones who graduated last year and now the grads this year. They're, those are some huge moments for them. Mm-hmm. I always wondered about that. Like I didn't go to like our graduation dinner because I like – I went to the principal and said, hey, um, I'm leaving in three days. Can I get my uh, certificate early, please? <laughs> You're like, get out of here. I'm going to Canada. <laughs> yes. I was like, I really need it. I will not be back. Uh, I'm leaving in three days. Can you make it happen? And then they took two days. And then I, I got a copy of it. Like the, Because it's like all official with a stamp. And because oh, this okay. is like this is your admittance, you can use that to go to the university. It has to be like an official document. Yeah, that's how ours is too. Yeah, exactly. And then I said goodbye. And that's that was it. And then the the whole like where they would get it presented at a dinner, I, I totally missed out. I didn't go. And you know what? I actually I actually like not going. <laughs> I know. Some people are okay and some students even said they're happy. They're 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 totally fine with staying home and not doing those things. Mm-hmm. Everyone's different. So some people are happy and, and uh, like staying home and 
And some of us like a little bit of both, right? Yeah. Yes. Have you always been this um, approachable? Like your personality, has it always been very confident, presentable, engaging? Is that you or did you acquire that over your life experience? I feel like, uh, yeah, I was kind of always like this. Like I was on students council and got the school spirit award like twice in high school. Nice. I'm definitely somebody who gets excited and is full of like spirit, but I, in lots of ways, I'm actually very reserved. Um, like I'm sure if you talk to some people who see me every day, I don't, I'm not like this all the time. Mm -hmm. I'm actually feel like I'm just have two different, uh, I'm either totally private or, you know, when it comes to work and doing public things for, For, yeah, my art and I will turn it on, you know, because you have to, that's what you have to do. Yes. You have to, it's like a performance almost. Yeah. And I never want to be not genuine or authentic. Like this is really, I'm not being fake or anything, mm -hmm. but I really am very private too. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not like this all the time. For sure. Yeah. I can actually relate to that because I find like when I, when I do the podcast, it's, I, I present myself how I am, but I am that way. But I also like, I have another life of family where I might be a little bit different. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I would, like I would say my family would tell you that I'm not this nice and happy all the time. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> That's okay. My family would say the same thing about me. <laughs> anyone who is very good at being uh, like a public personality is also probably very intense when they're upset because they have like this intense personality. Right. Mm. So I'm just like a passionate person. Yes. And some things I just want to keep to myself. I don't want, I don't need to be talking all the time mm -hmm. or, you know, I actually don't like that. Okay. When I'm at home, I actually don't really like to talk that much. Yes. <clears throat> there's a there's you did this project in the kitchen a while ago i think it was in your kitchen where you were um framing artwork right oh the prints yeah mm -hmm. and yeah and you know you posted it on social media and i was like wow there's your kitchen and you've just been you working in your kitchen i know i just bring everything in here and i just move everything around depending on where i want to work mm-hmm The kitchen is the best spot because like growing up with my mom, my mom is like an amazing person. Like she can do anything. She's just, the kitchen is the heart of the home, right? You want to do everything in the kitchen. You want to like study and eat and talk on the phone and mm -hmm. stand at the island. So I always feel the need to do my art there too. Yes. Yes. <laughs> comfortable spot in the house there's a there's a connection right it's a very productive area for me mm -hmm. cleaning art when i'm in the garage i feel very like isolated mm -hmm. is that because it's more new i don't know i couldn't figure out why don't i want to work in there more i have all these lights now it's beautiful it's absolutely stunning I've seen it, like, yeah. over social media. It's so great. It's really... 
And I love when everyone's there painting together. Maybe it's just too big. I don't know. Maybe there aren't enough windows. (laughs) My environment really affects me when I'm working. I have to have everything just in a certain spot. Not that it has to be like look good or anything, but especially when it comes to lighting and, and things like that, I can't be like in a basement or mm-hmm. in order to be productive. Cause once I start working, I won't stop like for days sometimes. Oh, wow. Like once I start a painting, I'll stop to eat and, you know, like go to work and everything, but it, it I'll just keep on has to, it just will stay there till it's done for okay. sure. Yes. Would, would you say you're a perfectionist then? I don't think I'm a perfectionist like in, in most people's terms. It's not a bad like, thing. It'll be perfect to me, I think, but like not in that perfect kind of way that people think perfect. I don't like the word perfect at all, actually. It really. Yeah, I can see that. That's okay. I don't mean anything bad by it. I mean, just like. <laughs> Do I seem like I didn't like that? <laughs> I hear people say, you know what? I have a lot of issues. I'm going to write a book about the word perfect. <laughs> yes. I hear people say that all the time. Yeah, what is perfect, right? Perfect is such a per- perception. <laughs> what perfect is mm-hmm. yeah like who who why do you think you know what what something is to be perfect that is just should be erased from the language <laughs> yes yes that would that would relieve a lot of pressure i hate that word girls are always using that word mm. and they want it to be perfect like what the hell does that mean yeah <laughs> because what you think is perfect what i think is perfect i usually like the things people don't like oh you know like the one shirt in the corner that nobody bought Mm -hmm. you know i like when things are are the things that people don't want and i'll take that and i'll make it perfect okay so that would be more like individualism Mm -hmm. yeah yeah that's good that's what I, that's what resonates with me when you say that. I just I I don't like when people make decisions about things or like labels and they have decided, you know, this person is like this or this person, well, mm. no, like that's actually not the truth. Yeah. Or they think, you know, if you do follow a certain road it, it ends, you know, <laughs> Mm-hmm. the right spot no yeah yeah that's something made up that humans made it's mm. not natural and you can apply it to so many different things so i have a whole theory about it <laughs> interesting yeah now the the workshop is it how do you call it the studio i don't want to use the wrong term for that i call it a studio now yeah yeah okay the studio this is this is a recent expansion yeah. Well, I've been, it was full of like regular garage stuff for so long and I've been spending the last three years emptying it out. Mm. Talk about, I've been to the dump so many times in the last three years. It's like my thing I do on the weekend. Everyone makes fun of me. Mm. I actually, a few weekends ago, threw my phone in the, in the dumpster. Oh no. <laughs> How did that happen? That dumb trip cost me a thousand dollars. You have no idea. 
I was so mad. I I was just going nuts. I was so mad at myself because I was filling up boxes and it fell like out of my jacket and hmm. to the boxes. And when I was driving there, I was listening to my music on my phone. So it was connected. And then I was driving back. No connection. <laughs> no. Oh, so you didn't notice. No, because there's a there's a person up there where you like if you don't go with a trailer and just with the car or a truck or whatever, they they have to they have like a couple spots where you can dump it in, and there is a person usually up there because you would think somebody could go in there and check right or maybe not. Well, I went back after an hour of me looking for the phone and then realizing it was connected. It wasn't. I go back and the guy's like, "Weren't you just here?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I threw my phone." in there and it's in a bunch of boxes that have like nothing in them so i'll be able to find it like can i go can we look at it and mm. he's like laughing at me he's like we've already crushed that like 15 times and dumped it oh no i'm like no <laughs> so i race over to tvtel one hour before it closes because i'm already having anxiety and panic attacks mm. i don't know why <laughs> It's not like anyone phones me. Like, I have no idea why I needed my phone so fast. But um, I'm like, yeah, I need a phone. So I got the 12. I guess that's the new one. I, I didn't even know what I was getting. Mm-hmm. And a few days after that, I lose my phone again. Because <laughs> I've been so busy. Like, I'm so distracted. So I have, like, another mental breakdown. <laughs> Like, I never thought I was that person, but I guess I am. Mm. Well, I go and find my iPhone because I had it all set up because now, you know, after the first time, and it was at Central Car Wash. Someone actually found my brand new iPhone 12 and brought it to the counter. That's a very nice person. So that person has a heart of gold and, Mm. and wow. Like, that's amazing to know there are people like that. Yes. Oh, that feels good. How do you? I told you, I'm an intense person. I can't help it. How do you handle stress? Then, do you like this? I'm sorry. I think I'm really good at stress. I'm very like productive, and I just don't stop. I'm constantly working. Mm. But you know, I always have this convers anxiety conversation with people because it's a big thing now. Anxiety. Mm-hmm. Teenagers, huge anxiety. Even though we've all had anxiety since the beginning of time, basically. <laughs> now yeah. it's like a really big, and I know some people have a really, it is, you know, they're on medication. It is really impacting their life. Like it's there true. are serious situations for sure. But it's almost like we're talking about saying that we have anxiety for everything now. Mm-hmm. But the one thing I've learned is that my anxiety is like a battery. That is like my, like, if I didn't have that, I don't even know what would propel me to do things. Okay. So you, you learned to utilize it in a good way. You have to. In theater, on stage, you have to take all that nervous energy. You can actually maximize your performance by taking all of that energy and trying to perform to the back of the auditorium. That's uh, how you get that energy. And I always tell people, like, 
you see all these people taking pills and drinks for energy. When you have energy, you have nervous, anxious energy all day. It's true. Just propel it into where you need to go. <laughs> How do you do that? I don't know. I think it's like a physical and mental thing where I literally just think about it. And I, mm. anytime I'm nervous, like all these things I've been doing for the hospital, when I do these things, I'm nervous all the time. I have anxiety all day. Mm. Sometimes it comes out in the form of yelling at people. <laughs> <laughs> Where's my hot sauce? <laughs> Where's my damn hot sauce? <laughs> yeah. Or sometimes at the gym, like if I'm thinking about all the things I have to do, you know, you just say something to somebody. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Or even with my family, you know, yeah, you just say anything to your friends or whatever. But uh, I just try to like use it as like a battery, basically. Yes. And it's like, who doesn't want that? It's great. It is. Change the way you think about it. Okay. Do you, do you do you meditate then at all? Um, I do. I don't know if I call it meditating, but I do a lot of stretching, mm-hmm. and that's kind of like a meditating time. Like I have a room in my house that is yeah has no furniture in it and just blankets, and I kind of I love that. I have to like think about just I can't just start the day now I have to well first of all I have to stretch because I'm turning 40 and that's something I have to do now (laughs) yeah that's good to like limber up for the day (laughs) well that's a whole nother thing but yes I do have to stretch like in the morning at night especially I work out and yeah you just have to I have to stretch so it's kind of like my meditating time for yeah is it like yoga in a way no, I just do whatever I can. That's perfect. Whatever's working at the time. Yeah. Do you set goals? Um, like for what? For goals for my like work, I do. Yeah. Well, the, that's a good that you want to define that. I like that. For me, I thought in my head, and you can read my mind. I thought like you set goals for like where you see yourself in five years or where do you see yourself in a year or do you define yourself by saying, okay, this is my to-do list and this one, oh, I've been just thinking about this and this is something I want to do. Is that something you do? Oh, yeah. I've been, you know, in the last four years, I kind of had like a five-year plan in my head. Oh, wow. Like where I wanted to be with my health and my art. Mm. Because for the last 10 years, my goal was just trying to get a teaching job and to have like a career and yes. be working full time. And so that happened. And now I can work on other goals because, you know, I can't just relax. And mm-hmm. <laughs> I always have to, I'm a very goal oriented person for sure. Yeah. Do you feel like when you don't create, you waste your time? Uh, when I don't create artwork. Yeah, when you don't work on something like that you love to do. Do you feel like let's oh, yeah. let me say this differently. For example, like if I don't if I would not do podcast tonight, but I would sit in front of the TV and watch a show. Or if I don't if I watch a show, I would be on my bike trainer in train because that's what I want to do. Then then I don't feel like I waste time. Yeah. That's how I am, 100%. Yeah. yeah. Good. I like that. It's really hard to uh, find people who are like-minded when it comes to that because 
they think you're working or doing stuff because like to make money or, mm-hmm. but it's not. Yeah. Um, but I can't sit and watch TV. It's very hard. Mm-hmm. I have it playing when I'm doing stuff, but I have a very hard time like staying still. Okay. Even right now, just sitting here, I'm like, just stretching. <laughs> a hard time staying still. When I go to dinners, I'll leave early. Like I can't have a hard time sitting there for like four hours and mm. you know, the long dinners, days, yeah. whatever. I have to be cleaning or doing something because I can't just, mm-hmm. but that's also like, you have to have balance, right? It's good to relax too and enjoy time with people, which I have to work on that more. Yeah. What, what do you do for you? Like when you say, okay, tonight I'm going to take off or I take the day off. What do you do? I always am working or cleaning or organizing. Really? That is something I have to work on. Okay. People have told me that. Yeah, but like let's say, for example, you you have said several times you're going to the gym and you train, right? I do. I go to the gym. Yeah. Like you have a, like, I've come to the point where I train every day and then I feel like, oh, my performance is going down and I, I really need to take a day off from training even though I do not want to. So I take a day off. <laughs> is, is, oh, so you mean on that day off? I'm I like a training day off. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What do you do on that day off? Well, um, actually, I then I do edits. <laughs> See, you're like me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but from my perspective, it's I feel like I feel like there's more to life than. Um, And this is just my perspective, okay? Everybody can do what they want to do, and I'm fine with that. But it's just personally for me, I've come to a point where consuming things is, doesn't get me the same thing in life or feeling than having something where I can create something. Yeah, that's really good. Mm. But I totally get that. Yeah, it took me a while. Because I'm, I'm like a creator. I'm not really a consumer, you know? Mm-hmm. I totally agree with that. I just constantly feel the need to be like outputting, you know, just like, I don't know why mm. you know, people have said, you know, you're a teacher, just work. You have the summers off, just relax. Or, um, and I do, but like I do that with my art, which has now become another job. Basically. It's true. <clears throat> yeah. with the paint nights uh yeah i yes. but i feel bad when i'm working i grew up around super hard-working parents mm. who don't just ever stop working they were you know when they weren't working they had another thing going on a side business and yeah um maybe it's a european thing maybe i'm i think maybe it's a parent thing maybe Or how you perceive it and how you adjust to it. Yeah, maybe it's not European. Maybe it's like an immigrant thing, actually. Because I noticed in Europe, actually, they're very relaxed. Mm. Way more than my parents are. Maybe it's like a survival, you know. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, you come somewhere and everything is new. You have like, maybe you have a certain amount of money and you bring one back. Maybe, right? Shipping con- parents, yeah, if they weren't working, they were making tomato sauce. They're making preserves for like the winter. They had to have all this food for the family. 
if my mom's not doing that, she's baking a cake or she's making pastries to freeze or making food for her friends who their family's out of town. So they need food. And then if that's all done, they have people over and they like celebrate Mm. and eat. They're, they don't ever stop, but I love that. Yes. I love seeing them be like that. It's being very alive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And also watching people use all of their resources. Mm. Cause now we just go buy everything. Yes. I really see my parents use every piece of their garden. Like, wow, it's a whole, what a job. It's like a full-time job watching them grow everything, preserve it, freeze it, mm-hmm. vacuum pack. Then the salami, they make salami, olives, oh. eggplants, tomato sauce, bread. Then there's all like the spices and the peppers and that. Oh. <laughs> and so and then- you know, my dad has to get all the seeds ready for the winter. So he's like, has all these things around the house because he's growing the seeds and putting them in pots and it's amazing. Yes. And then the wine, the whole thing with the wine. Mm. Just yeah. It's a beautiful thing. I don't know what's like, I'm never going to learn all that. Mm. <laughs> Just- it's almost like, almost like I feel like it's, um, this is like, I'm doing podcasts, but that's what they do. And that's happiness for them. Oh, yeah, it is happiness for them. But they they are getting, like, now it's, like, laborious work on their bodies, right? You Mm. know, they have to start to take it easy. But it's pretty amazing. Mm. Do you you garden at all? Did you go garden this year? Well, I just go to my parents' garden. (laughs) That's a good deal. Huge garden, and they're always like, "Do you need this? Do you need that?" So mm-hmm. I do have two big flower gardens, oh. like, which are really pretty. Nice. And uh, I showed up one day, and I noticed there was a little tomato plant in my flowers. <laughs> my dad had come and planted a little. <laughs> so cute. Oh, that's awesome! I like it. <laughs> mm, that's that's good. I like that. When when you paint, do you listen to music or is it just you? Um, I used to like I love music and I love culture. That's why I do paintings of places around the world and and I love listening to music when I'm driving. But I've noticed I st- I'm more when I'm home. Like everything is always quiet. I got the TV's always on. like I just like silence more. Okay. Maybe because the whole day I have music playing at school all day. Yeah. And uh, so much noise all the time. And mm. now I'm just need, I need things to be silent. Okay. Do you, do you think about things when you paint or is it just the mind shuts off? No, I think about stuff all the time. Yeah. I don't think my mind ever shuts off. I would love, well, I shouldn't say that, but. Mm. It would, I would like for it to slow down at one point. Yeah. But I am constantly, are you, because you're a creative person too. Like I'm constantly thinking of ideas and thinking about things that like, why I'm like, why am I thinking about this all the time? Yeah. I'm, th- I'm more thinking about the next thing to do. Like where am I yeah. having, where do I have the time to squeeze in the next thing that I have to do? Yeah. Uh, like I sent you the email like just today because before that it just doesn't come up because I do other things in between. There's more than a million things on the go. Mm. Which which is okay. That's how it is, right? You you do what you want want to do. 
Well, you know what, when I worked, well, after I did worked at the, uh, when I went to college and did those placements, I got a job at the hospital. I was a special events coordinator for five years. I can see that. And that's when I really kind of became like how I am now. Yes. I was just doing events all the time. And my volunteers there who were like the most amazing group of people I've ever met in my life. Mm. Like these are people who volunteer full time. They work like eight hours a day. Wow. Full time job at the hospital. They would volunteer the front desk because they grew up. They would tell me about their families, how they were a part of how the hospital first came to be. Mm. And they worked like full time jobs and never got paid like amazing and many of them were in their 70s like ah uh, yes yeah they're like older women uh, most of them were women there were a few a few men and they would tell me how i learned a lot about a lot of their families and they were sickness and how they were going to arizona for this treatment and you know when you get to the end like you, you would give anything to have those thoughts and ideas and be busy. Like, mm. I feel like we just have to enjoy it that we're like this right now. Cause one day it will not be like this. It's true. Know? Yeah. Do you, is that something you think about? Oh, all the time. Yeah. I constantly think about that. Yeah, me too. Not, I don't know if it's constantly, but I do, I do reflect on, especially with the kids. Like I see time going by really quick. Albus is six now. Yeah, Casper is gonna turn one in a couple. Oh, you're in, kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're toddler, six year old. Uh, six year old and then one. Yeah, almost. Yeah, one. I saw the baby. Mm-hmm. Aww. Yeah, he he's amazing. He's gonna walk any day now. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. yeah, you probably see it so fast watching them grow up. Time changes, yeah, and then you you like. You want to make, I think there's a shift in society where now time is valued more to be spent with family than it has maybe ever before. Like it's not anymore always about career advancement. I need to be promoted in three years again. And then in five years, I need to be promoted again. I feel it's more like, can I have more time off right now? I'm I'm good. I want to spend some time with family, please. (laughs) Well, I think families slow people down and and uh, work is not a priority as much anymore. I think so too. How do you, how, how does it with students, like with the kids in high school right now? I had like, let's before, like me, let me phrase this question a little bit longer because I always ask long questions. If like um, when I was in high school, I had no idea what I'm going to do. And so I was like, I don't know what I'm going to, if I go to university or college, I never went because once I graduated, I worked here and then I just had like three, four jobs and I had part-time jobs and I worked myself to what I am now. But how is it right now? Do, do, do the young adults, do they know what's going to, what they want to do? I don't know. Yeah. It's really, some of them really know what they want to do and some of them want to be, uh, rich and famous and want to be Instagram models because mm. they think that's real. <laughs> yeah. They actually think it's real. That's, that's the thing. Mm. But th- there is people who make a living. It's, out of it's, that, it's though, like right? trying to tell them that there's no Santa Claus. 
That's what you think? There are people who are Instagram models and they are, I'm sure that's their life, you know, but yeah, it's, it's just hard to explain to them that that is not really a career option Mm. at this point. (laughs) Yeah. And that just happens every now and then, but most of them are like, you know, want to be like a nurse or doctor or a lot of kids want to go into the trades now. And I think our teachers do really like a great job at our school is huge. Like there's 1100 students. So over 1100. Wow. And our staff, like our staff, every department has like amazing staff teachers that like after you talk to them, you're like, I want to be a scientist or I want to be a geologist or like they're all like the business teachers, the trades, music, like everybody. Mm. Um, so I think that's that's our job, right, is to kind of like inspire them and show them their options because otherwise, yeah, they're going to say I want to be an Instagram model. <laughs> yeah, you grow, you grow the future. Yeah. You, you, help, you help the future and the people that come and will be the future. I know it's amazing to hear them say when they're older, like that, that you inspired them to do something. Mm-hmm. So I try to show them, you know, this is what I'm doing in the arts. I te- I'm a teacher, but then I do this on the side and, and could I just be a painter and not have a, another job? That would be very hard. I, I, I tell them that. It's not really like that would be very, you'd be struggling. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's important for, for, for them to see like real situations of, of people. And, and I think our staff like, you know, do an awesome job with that. That's good. You know, a lot of them do things in their in their own life that they can show the kids like this is successful this is what you should do and mm-hmm. and bring in speakers to talk to them and just to show them what their what their options are <clears throat> yeah that's very fascinating and such a valuable um work that teachers do and because they guide and guidance for all the students for the future and building society really mm-hmm. well and parents too though like Parenting is like the hardest job that exists. Mm. It is just like, you know, I don't think I'm going to have that opportunity, but Mm. watching other people parent, I'm just like, wow, how do you do it? Mm. Because I see them at school and they go home and it's different, but parenting is like every parent deserves a medal. See, I would say almost like the difference. Like I would say I could not be a teacher. That would be like how do you how do you handle twenty four to thirty kids in a classroom compared to having two kids at home? <laughs> it is I know, I do tell people like, hey, there's like twenty five kids in my class all day. Yes. That's a lot of comments <laughs> to hear. Yes. Yeah. And then um but I, yeah, you, I think, you know, you're just, you wouldn't, teachers wouldn't be there if they didn't love to do it. You wouldn't be able to do it if you didn't love it. You I, couldn't just stay there and teach just because you have the summers off. Yes. You wouldn't be able to handle it. Yes. 
you have to be passionate about it and mm-hmm. and to think that someone yeah like no they're obviously there because they they want to be there right i agree yes and that's a good thing Let's talk about a bit about the studio. And I know you did before, and like we we unfortunately had to close more and more things down. You had you had a couple of sessions there with people coming yeah. in, people coming to your studio, right? Yeah, we had some paint nights. It was great. So how we had, we had three beautiful. Yeah. How does that how how does that go? Like, what do you what do you do? So I had uh nine people at a time and so they could pick from three different scenes to paint there was the the italy the colorful uh, there was a nature one and then there's a sleeping giant and yeah they chose the one they bring their friends and i had a full like spread of appetizers that my mom did did each time beautiful she made homemade risotto balls and so people pay a fee and uh it's a hundred dollars they get their canvas the supplies food Mm. we had drinks and you know coffee and tea and hot chocolate and desserts and Mm. i think people were more impressed with that (laughs) it was a good it was a good night we you know and and uh yeah i loved it watching everybody having fun and and making a mess and painting and yes great. I, i looked at the like you showed also the results of the uh artwork mm-hmm. and there was really really amazing content that was created like really amazing art Well, yeah, like many of the women are talented artists and they just don't do art. They uh, just don't, you know, it's not like just because you don't paint, you're not an artist. There's so many people are talented at so many things. They just don't do it. Okay. Which is so hard because most of the women and the paint nights are not just for women, but the last three groups that came were all women. That's but fun. yeah, they're busy with their kids. And once you get married and. And I even know you kind of like just put yourself last mm. and you do what your family needs and you're not doing your interests. Yes. Um, and that's not even on purpose. Like even with Lisa, like sometimes I can relate to this where I tell her, just take some time for you. Take time for you. Mm-hmm. It's just because you as a mother, you feel so strong about your kids and that you just want to be there, right? I think women, it's just part of their makeup because they're like the birds. They're fixing the house and they're nurturing. They're making, they wake up thinking about their kids and family. That's the first thing in their head. As opposed to some people wake up and they think like, what am I going to eat today? Mm. What am I going to do today? They're thinking about the things they have to do. But but most women wake up thinking about other people. Yeah, And I can't speak for men because I'm not a man, but... I feel like women do that more. Mm-hmm. I hear that a lot. Yeah. And they just put themselves on the back burner and, and they will do everything else's things that they need done. And maybe they'll think of themselves at the end. And even when they have a day off, they'll do things for their family, not for themselves. Mm-hmm. And it's important to make that time for yourself. You have to. Yes. That is something I learned. You absolutely have to because you cannot make anybody happy 
if you're not happy. Like if you're not happy with yourself, you're never nothing's going to be good. It's true. They say that about relationships too, where like you should develop that you like yourself before you meet somebody else and then go into a relationship. That is the 100, 150%. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's hard so because sometimes you, you become like dependent on another person. You think that that person is your life or whatever. Well, yeah, I think about this a lot just because of the last 15 years of my life, but mm. People do look for happiness in other things and other people. So maybe this truck is going to make me happy or my new boyfriend or these pictures or this house and this trip and this life. And then they have kids because they think that's going to make them happy when really you're just building a house on a broken foundation. And the fact is, is you're not happy yeah. and you don't like yourself and you don't have And that is very important, but nobody really wants to talk about that. <laughs> yes, true. Because they don't know how to fix it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, how how do you do it? I think you would just work yourself through it, right? You would spend time with yourself and get to accept yourself. It's so many things because everybody has like so many different experiences that made them Mm, it's point. not just like their physical appearance, maybe something happened to them um, or maybe they experienced something or it's not, it's so, so many layers mm, to that. This is what the whole world feeds off of is these insecurities. This is how things sell off the counters yeah. because Because this is going to make you happy. This is going to make you happy. But the reality is you have to be happy alone. Mm -hmm. And if you can't be alone and be happy and just entertain yourself, you're constantly going to be looking for people to suck the life out of. Yes. Very true words again. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I'm like a, a wise owl, but yeah. I try to just stay quiet because nobody wants to hear it. Yeah. <laughs> It's, you know, everyone has to learn things on their own. You, yeah, there's a saying that goes like, you can you can show, is it the water with the horse? You can bring a horse to the water or something, but the horse has to drink itself. Yeah. Yeah. So are you familiar with that saying? Or is that must be a German saying maybe? I don't know. I've heard one similar to it where they say, um, like you give a man a fish, he'll eat for a day, teach him how to fish, he'll feed himself for life or something. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Our principal used to say that very coral. Yes. That's a good one because it's like doing something for somebody one time. What? That's not going to get you anything. They have to do it for themselves, right? Yes. That's yes. what teaching this. So yes, uh, what mediums do you like? Do you, like, do you do you prefer acrylic or do you like oil? I like oil. I used to paint oil, but it's just very high maintenance and it's very expensive. Mm. So I might do it in the future. I had bought some oil paints, but I like I like using acrylic. Yes, yeah. it's uh. I like it because it, you can clean it easily. And when I paint with oil, 
you know, oil paint takes forever to dry. So if you have like a dot of oil paint on your finger, like then it's on the glass and then it's on the computer. It never dries. It just keeps <laughs> Imagine like a, a splotch that you step in. Yes. You're ruined. Mm. That will never dry. It'll literally be in the grips of your shoes for the next wet, never dry for like two years. <laughs> it's very, very And accurate. I love painting, but I also like cleaning and I don't like mm. stuff everywhere. Yeah, do you use some um, one of those boards where you mix the the colors with the with the paintbrush, or how do you do that? I just use like a. I have a bunch of styrofoam containers and mm. whatever I can get my hands on boxes or plastic or lid or. Yeah, there's also a lot of texture in your art, right? Certain art pieces there. I don't know. I have not seen them in person, but through the media. I've mm-hmm. seen like it seems almost like it is like um, not sculptured, but you can buy those um, pastes, maybe like modeling paste. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes I use modeling paste, but I really just spend the first few weeks building up the canvas with um, different pastes and papers that I find. And ah, okay. I'm always stealing papers from around. If you ever see me shoving some paper in my pocket, <laughs> for painting. Yeah. Like, you know, napkins or tissue paper from gift boxes. Like sometimes I'll see someone open a present and I'm like, can I have that paper? <laughs> Because there's all these uh, cool papers with different textures and I use them. Uh, how do you like, from my experience and I am not comparable to anything you do, but like with I, I worked with paste before, or I worked with um, paste that had like uh, little pebbles in it, or uh, was like eggshells thing. Yeah. But how do you get paper on the canvas, and what for, really? Like it, I'm trying to comprehend this. How I like how it get goes on the canvas? Yeah. Would you just like have white paint on it, and then you just stick it, and then you wait a uh, day? Sometimes paint or the acrylic gel is really good. The acrylic okay. gel medium, whatever you can get, that's the least expensive because it's pretty expensive. Mm-hmm. It is. That. Um, on the big canvases, because all my canvases are like that. That's what gives them that kind of three dimensional look. So lots of time goes into that part. Mm. because and i also use a ton of paint yeah which gives me that texture and using the palette knife which uh. gives it that texture because of the way you shape it mm-hmm. um, so just putting that on wouldn't give it texture you actually have to push it and pull it and yeah would you say it's sculpturing yeah it's like sculpture almost mm-hmm Is, why do you like this way so much? I don't know. I think in my last life, I was like, maybe I did like stucco in Italy. It was like some old Italian man. Because <laughs> I love watching. When I used to see my dad's friends do the brick lane with the, mm-hmm. the, 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 the spatula thing. Yes. Oh, my God. I was like mesmerized. Mm. Concrete work. Like, I just can't stop staring at them. Yes. Um, when I got my driveway done, I was just, like, staring at the... I love that. 
I'm very tactile. So mm. anytime I see people um, doing that type of work, my parents built two houses. And every time we went, I was like, wow. Mm. I remember my dad brought me because my dad's a painter. And you know how they do the popcorn ceiling? I do not. You know the popcorn ceiling? Yeah, yeah, I know what it is, but I don't know how they do it. Well, um, so some houses have the popcorn ceiling and then sparkles Mm. in the popcorn. And so he would like tape off the room and then he has this machine that literally sprays it onto the ceiling. It's like insane. It looks like it's making snow. I don't know what he did. I was like, that was like... (laughs) Wow. I need that for my studio. I can watch that all day. <laughs> uh, that's good. But yeah, I, I would go into my dad's garage and look at all his paintbrushes and he would have everything organized. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he had like 600 paint cans and wow. paint thinners and all his painting tools, rollers. I loved it. I was like, mm. wow. Yeah. All this stuff. Did you and have- now when he sees mine, because I don't clean anything properly, mm. I use paintbrushes and throw them away. Like, that's how spoiled I am. Mm. <clears throat> he would keep one paintbrush and wash it like a hundred times. Meanwhile, I'm like, use it five times and check it. Yeah. Because I hate cleaning them. Mm. It's just so much work. Yeah. Or it's maybe the product is being used up too, right? Sometimes the consistency of the brush changes. Yeah, and it's just like I don't have the right sink, so I don't like putting all that stuff in the sink. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, because when you clean everything, all that stuff has to go in your sink. And I'm using like acrylic gel and glue. And, yes, that's what I just want to say. I would rather just throw all that stuff away than have it sitting in my ju- That's what I'm thinking when I'm cleaning it. Where is this going and where is it going to dry? Yeah, that's true. So I'd rather just throw it away. Mm. I don't have like an industrial setup. For cleaning here, yeah. Mm. Do you have like a brush or a, a paintbrush that has been around for a little bit though? And you have like, do you get attached to certain equipment that you utilize or is it just tools? No, throw it all away. No way. Attached to anything actually. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, I'm actually just use everything and I'm always cleaning and bringing stuff to the dump. I don't ever get attached to anything or have to have the same brush or special Mm. i do get attached to my paintings and when i bring them to people it's like i'm giving them my child (laughs) like yes i'm almost like mad at them sometimes takes me like a few weeks to be like okay Mm. happy you have it yeah (laughs) (sighs) yeah i can see that some artists, they do, they, they, like, if they have a piece that's very, very special for them, they just, they make it more um, inaccessible through different means, right? Mm-hmm. That, that's, that's okay. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it's hard because it's a one of a kind. You, you produce this and that's it. Yeah. Each one is different and, and I have to start just making a few things and, and not maybe posting them because then people just buy them right away because my prices are pretty low compared to other artists who have that the size of work I do. Yes. 
Um, and I really just want people to have it in their house. I'm not really, I'm not really for the time I put into it. I'm not making money. (laughs) I could go work at Safeway for the same hours, minimum wage and make more money. I think Mm -hmm. I really just want people to have my art in in their home and their space. That's beautiful. Yeah. What, what does, what kind of feeling does it give you? Like when somebody buys a, a beautiful artwork from off yours and it's in the house. What do you feel? Oh, like when I go to their house, well, I'm a little bit like angry because it's like my painting. <laughs> <laughs> it's like they're, they're like dating my ex-boyfriend and I'm like, <laughs> you know? um, no, I'm so happy. It makes me so happy. Like, I love it that they can look at it when the sun is shining and they can stare at it. Cause I know that, when you look at my paintings, there's so many layers that mm-hmm. it actually takes a while to really see. It's kind of like a show actually with the light mm-hmm. it's different at night and kind of, it's like a little exhibition. So I know when I'm giving it to them, they're going to see that. And, yeah. And uh, the pictures don't look like I always tell people when they see it in person, they're like, wow. Like, uh... I did not think it was going to look like that because mm-hmm. yeah. the pictures just don't, especially for my work, they don't, it doesn't, uh, what's the word? It doesn't translate. No, it doesn't translate. I, I believe that. Yeah. Do you ever put something in the painting that you like, don't tell anybody about? Like, uh, they, like in that they call it the Easter egg. Like you would put something in there, like a pro- like an image or material, because I have put material things. Uh, I would say more like a like a person or like a situation, or oh yeah, I haven't put any. Like, can you, people were like, "What's in this? I see something," and I'm like, "I don't know." Subconsciously, I yeah, okay. What if somebody was like, "Oh, that looks like two people making out." I don't know. Maybe sub. Maybe I did it subconsciously, but no, I've never. Um, intentionally done like a like a subject in there yeah but I have when I go traveling I do collect because I I like steal garbage I guess <laughs> but it's all natural products it's not like anything gross but like yeah like the glass from the in the ocean the shells like mm. I just collect things everywhere and I the first bunch of paintings I did those are all in there like the rocks and the shells from where I went because I always thought it'd be so neat to put the like go to those islands and take some things and put them because like how can it not have the energy from there if if those rocks have been there for how many years in that water and now it's in that painting has Mm -hmm. to have some kind of connection that's how I think of it actually I agree might sound kind of weird, but I just, that's my own little, so I go walking, I, I pick stuff up, rocks, and it's mainly rocks and like things like that. Mm-hmm. And I, I'll put them in the paintings. I, I, I don't really tell people that, but mm-hmm. <laughs> I do. it's like a little potion. Yeah. And then do you, are people able to see that though? Like, would they be able to tell all oh, this texture? Yeah. Some of them were, yeah, they, like I would put it on top so you could see it, but I never actually told them that. I don't mm-hmm. know why. I yeah. think I just wanted to know that for myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's you're putting a lot of stuff into it from yourself too, right? 
Well, I feel like I have to have my own like little secret with my painting. Yes. It's my painting. I don't have to tell everything about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you do it. You do something like that. What I was asking about. Yeah, but not like a guy like in the background or something. Mm -hmm. But yeah, a lot of artists do that. And you know what? It's like, yeah, everybody has their little secrets. (laughs) You have to to be healthy. (laughs) Yes. Um, you can't just do put everything on Instagram. You know, I always tell people like leave some stuff for yourself in your life. Don't tell everybody everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. It's I think it's, it's a good idea. So, yeah, and the more public you are, and the more you kind of hold back, and it's like the a bigger secret it's almost like gives you power because you have control now mm-hmm. you're not just like out of control right yeah you're able to decide okay i'm gonna put this i'm not gonna put that you don't have to just show everything it's true Do you, when you go places now now if if covid is a little bit different of course but before covid when you would go somewhere do, do people recognize you do you have to put like shades on and uh in Thunder Bay? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. I, I have had in the last few months, I have had a couple people actually come up to me. Mm. You're that artist. <laughs> <laughs> Are you that artist? <laughs> or it's, I just hear, hey, Miss Taloni, <laughs> like my students. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. When you're a teacher in Thunder Bay, you're like, you see, uh, their students are everywhere. Like you come out of a bathroom, they're there. You go to a restaurant, they're there. Yeah. <laughs> Change rooms. Yes. You but, can't hide. Yes, but people, you. But you also said there is people who, they say, hey. Well, yeah, but not just. It's only happened a couple times. Mm. How do you? How do you like that? Do people do that to you? It's, I'm sure they do. It's 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 happening. <laughs> it happening. Yeah. After COVID, because everyone's online. You're gonna be really. I've been like I've been now careful how I drive because like if somebody looks into the car and it's like, hey, that's a, that's a podcast guy. <laughs> that's funny, Ray. You can't go anywhere. As soon as people know your vehicle, <laughs> you're screwed. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like, how do you feel about that though? When people say, "Hey, this is Katarina." Oh, well, I remember I was at the foundry one night and an older couple came up to me and they're like, oh, my God, you're that artist. I love your work. That was the first time somebody knew me, not because of teaching, you know? Yes. Uh, my friend was laughing. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, that's great. That's amazing. That's the luxury of being in a small town, you know? Yes. And, uh, you know, I think anybody who does creates anything like, yeah, for people to know you because your artwork is like so special. Yeah, it's absolutely beautiful. It's a blessing, you know. It really is. It's like I know when people come up to me and they're like talking about my artwork, like it's just crazy to me because for so long, my whole life, people just laughed about it. Really? They would, oh yeah, <laughs> it was just a joke. Like wow. It was a joke. And, and even when I, I was really lucky, um, like I started doing shows at Bite mm-hmm. in Mariner's Hall, Bianca Garofalo. Yeah, um, I know her. Yeah. She, she's a good friend of ours and she gave me those opportunities. And 
like, yeah, I'd be hanging the stuff and some people would be like, oh, how much is that one going for? Where'd you get that price from? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. um, yeah, like I've known lots of people who just laugh and joke about it, of course. Yeah, but th- there's always like, people like that. People my whole life, they were like, like would get mad at me for doing it. Mm. Like, what do you, what do you mean that for? You're just going to waste your time painting of course, I've heard so many comments. Yeah, I think it's a waste of money. <laughs> I think mostly people are jealous, you know, when you when you when you make something and it's like you are happy with what you do and you you have a purpose and you feel good and you show that and it's like it's working for you. There's a lot of people who just say something because they have a miserable day and they just say that. Yeah, or maybe they want your attention too, and they don't like that you're doing that, and that you would rather do that than mm. than be with them. Yeah, they will try to, to break you off the the track. Yeah, yeah, because you don't want to do spend your free time what they're doing. It makes them feel like maybe they should be doing something, or I don't know what it is. But all I know is, anytime people have a problem with me, it's because of their own problems. Yes, <laughs> it has nothing to do with me. It has everything to do with that. <laughs> yes. So I wish I knew that like, you know, 15 years ago, but. That's right. Because you feel like, oh, I'm the problem then suddenly and you reflect it on yourself. Well, yeah, especially if you stop doing that. This is what my whole thing is about is, you know, people respect me now because of my art and they see it's being successful, but that is not how it's been. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um you know, people would laugh about it, joke about it. Like it was the things people say about like the art. If you're an artist, like it's, it's not like being an athlete. <laughs> I'll tell you that. Wow. It's not like being, um, um, you know, like it's, it's just not like other things that are more respected off the hop. You really have to prove yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just a fact, like, I'm not going to pretend and say some people do respect it because they had artists in their family, maybe, but there's very few people who are like that. Mm -hmm. And when you live in like a blue collar town with people who like, there isn't a big art scene, um, until now, now there is in the last few years, Mm. very different than it was when I graduated. Like, I can't even tell you Nobody respected it. It was just a joke. Mm. Um, it wasn't until I took teaching that people were like, oh, okay, you're going to be a teacher. Thank God. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh, up God. until then, they were like, what is she going to do? <laughs> be a painter? <laughs> yes. It's <sighs> um, crazy. You know, I wasn't like this before. And now they see like, okay, I have all these t- talents like the graphic design and the art and now everything's coming together mm-hmm. with the painting classes and teaching and I'm trying to show like you know young people who are artists that there are many things you can do yes. you don't have to do paintings mm-hmm. you can have a business you can have you can have so many things you can make prints you could get graphics and print them on things and yeah. teach people lessons and do stuff online and there's so many avenues now Mm -hmm. but you have to learn the tools no one's going to do it for you it's true you have to put in the effort too well you know how it is just getting your one little clip ready 
and knowing how to use the technology. I have to learn Photoshop every year, learning the things because now I'm forgetting because I'm getting old. Yeah. <laughs> I have to teach myself lessons every day how to now I'm learning Illustrator and mm. there's all these apps now. And, and then like, the updates. Oh. Uh, and then my computer dies now every five seconds it's dead i have to get a new computer uh, so there's a, you have to teach yourself it's not like you're going to take one class and be and learn how to do this mm. and it seems like you had a really good background where you you went into the business side first right and then you learned to like what the show is all about and the connections And then you 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 persisted in what you do now, and it's just like you have that insight. Yeah, you have to do something you're passionate about, otherwise you will not do all those things, right? You have to love it, and that's how you will. You have to love the process, just like we were saying in the beginning, mm -hmm. um, and 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 not think about the final result. That'll come on its own. Yes. Um. But I think people really do feel when I talk to them that I love what I'm doing. Mm. Like every person, like even when I go bring them a painting, I'm like, I made this from the bottom of my heart. Beautiful. <laughs> like I'm giving you a piece of me. This mm. is, <laughs> I only want good intentions. I never want people to think like it's never out of like competitiveness or success driven or money. Mm. Oh wow, the studio just like wiped me out. I spent every single dollar I had on my studio. Wow. Like what a huge risk. I don't know if it's gonna and then COVID happened and Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Like, yeah, you have to take risks and but smart risks. Mm -hmm. I think I'm pretty it's pretty sure it can work. Yes, I think it's a great choice. And I think it's something fantastic what you do you know with those three three showings you were able to do bring people in and you you have that place yeah. i think that's something uh, really really good mm -hmm. Mm. and people just want a place to go to to like get away from their life right and do something that they used to be really passionate about yeah and that's like really so special like i was getting emotional watching them because <laughs> you could tell they're people talented people who should be also are super talented mm. but are giving their time to their kids or yes um and a lot of students tell me when i see them when they're older that high school was the end like they never sang and danced after that they never mm. painted after that like that's just but those are the things we should be doing because those are the things that make you feel fulfilled and happy and yes You know, when you have a talent, it's like, and, and people who don't have anything like that, this is the point in the conversation where they tell me to shut up. <laughs> don't like when I talk like this, mm. but I'm sorry. When you have a child that has a talent, you should make them exercise that uh, the same way you would make your son play hockey if he's really good at it. The same way you would invest all that money Into all those sports, you should do the same thing yes. when your son or daughter has a talent because that is something they love and feel good about and yes. gives them 
So when they stop doing that and then they go into like nursing or something. Yeah, education system. And they never do it again. Yes. Um, and they're always thinking about it. And people always tell me stuff like that. And you know what? It doesn't mean they should have taken art in university, but maybe they should just be doing it. Mm-hmm. Making time for it or yeah. being a part of a club or something. I don't know. Yeah, there's ways, you know, there's ways where you can do something. And you, I think that's just a really good point. And I somehow can relate to that with the podcast. Like I do, I do like the kids are in bed, they're done. And then I have some, I have some time. And that's where, you know, I've come to that point you describe where you never go back to what you really want to do or where you want to do something with. Like if you if you're good with talking to people, then then hey, then then, then talk to people. <laughs> it, it doesn't matter what it is. It's just that's great that you do that because now you have this little um, part of your day that is like for you and some and look what you're doing. Mm. You're getting people from the community to talk about things they are passionate about, and someone might hear that and that might make them change like that's amazing yeah it's the same thing you do when in everything where you 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 reconnect people to their their this initial spark of creation Uh yeah i I love that i really love that well i'm trying to and and you know what i don't i don't have kids so if that's what i can what i'm here to do then i feel a little bit like that's a little bit i might have some purpose to do that Definitely, hundred percent. Especially as a teacher, too, right? I think you, you, yeah. you, I think you're putting yourself down a little bit there, but I think it's more like, it's, I think you're way up there, actually. <laughs> yeah, of course. It's good to be, you know, it's good to to take compliments and be recognized and say thank you. That's that's just good. Yeah, thank you, because that's people's opinion. I know, and it's nice. Yeah, it took me a long time to be able to say thank you and just be like, yeah. Because, mm. uh, yeah, people are so hard on themselves. <laughs> yeah. I've learned to have patience also, Oof. which is hard because I do things so fast. Like, mm. I do so much stuff in one day. It's incredible. I think I do more in one week than some people do in six months. Okay. <laughs> It's insane. Yeah, could be. Um, but this is how things get done, you know. Mm. It's like anyone you see who's who's making something happen, they are working. <laughs> yes. Like, yeah. Um. Yeah, and you just have to have like, even though I'm do things quickly, I have to have patience and just relax. Mm-hmm. But the you know, at some point, you have to trust everything you've done. It's working, you know, and you don't have to be like, um, yeah, loading yourself. There's a certain, um, there's a certain kind of um, med- meditation, for example, where you you set yourself a goal. Sorry, my microphone. I'm just adjusting it, and then you um, you it's just sliding now. It doesn't matter. Um, you <laughs> in that meditation, you set a goal and then you just let it go. Some people do that way, right? Where they just say, okay, this is it. I've talked about it. And then now I'm just going to let it go. Yeah. Is that what you mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and then you just, you know, it's out there in the universe and if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. Yeah. That's basically exactly what I mean. Yeah. You just have to trust that you've done all you can do. And... Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'm, I'm... Oh, I'm just looking at the clock. Is it 11.30? <laughs> yeah. <it laughs> Talking is. for two and a half hours? Yeah, that, that happens. Wow. Mm. Well, I'm not surprised because mm. I can talk a lot. That's we good. So that's good. I know, I know. And that's actually, that's really good. But I like to listen as well. I really like to, I really enjoyed listening to you today What and to get to know you a little bit, right? To see your perspective and the person, like you, mm -hmm. Katarina, and see what's going on. And I really like that. Yeah. Well, it was nice to hear your thoughts on things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, when you find people who are on the same wavelength. It seems that way, yes. <laughs> There's surprisingly <laughs> a lot of uh, similarities. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to cut off the audio here and just stick around for a second. I just want to talk to you about something. And then that's it, okay? Sure. Okay. Thank you so much. And everybody have a wonderful night. Bye-bye.